Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast. That's never-ending retro dialogue. I'm Jordan. And I'm Doug. And we are here today to talk about the month in review for, can you believe it, February 2024. Yeah. Happy New Year. Or Leap Year. Happy Leap Year. Happy Leap Year. Hopefully it's a better Leap Year than the last one. I don't remember the last one. Pandemic. Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) it can't be any worse, probably, so... Gosh. Yeah. That's right. That was, yeah. That was yeah. four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Sorry for bringing that back That's up. That's okay. Anywho, yeah. yeah just... February 2024. Yeah. We are, we're knee deep. Almost a, a quarter of the way through. Yeah. And uh, I just want the record to show that if there's any sluggishness, it's because we're full of chicken wings. Oh, chicken wings and tater and tots. Tater and tater tots and pretzels. Oh, that was a great lunch. A veritable feast. It was. Yeah, ate too much. I definitely did eat too much, yeah. But you're going to have that. Yeah, I mean, no time for regrets. That's it. As That's they say. As, yes, as the famous tattoo says. <laughs> Absolutely. So how's it going, man? It's going all right. Um, yeah. it's, it's You've had a busy February. I've had a busy February, yeah. Um, I have been keeping on the train of... Uh, of doing art, of writing and drawing, as best as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am surprised that I'm not burned out by now, because my cycles usually go like, uh, okay, I do something for a month and then I don't do something for two months. But I'm feeling really good about everything. You've been cranking it out. I. It's been amazing. And uh, as of today, so by the time that you hear this, it'll be like a couple days away. But it's my book release party. Mm-hmm. For my book, Detective Dandy, Bump in the Night, uh, which is a, if you're not familiar with that, it is a series of occult detective short stories. Each one has a mystery that involves a different type of monster or occult or supernatural type thing. And uh, I'm pretty excited because this is my first book of prose. Well, that's not true. I did the Night of the Slug, but that's like a chapter book for kids. So this is like my first book of prose for adults. And uh, I love the short story format. It's so... Uh, gratifying to my short attention span <laughs> that yes. uh, I can just make those happen as, as quickly as possible. Um, and it's really funny because I said to myself I was going to take a break after this book came out from Detective Dandy, but then I got like four more ideas. Right. So I started writing a new one, and uh, we're, we're having some uh, interference by one of the cats here. Yeah, Artichoke is... Uh, oh, oh. Nope. <laughs> no artichoke. They're being more disruptive than usual. Being oh. escorted from the premises. We'll hold on to them. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she'll be happy that way. But yeah, so it's been a very interesting... Um, I had to wait. And the reason that I had to wait and schedule the book release party is because it takes Amazon quite a while to get the books here. <clears throat> so I just got... The rest of my author, I split it up in two orders. Mm-hmm. I just got the rest of my author copies last night, so nice. Uh, I'm ready to go, and I'm hoping a lot of people show up. Uh, not necessarily just because I want to sell books, but you know, I like to celebrate with people. So yeah, the release parties are always fun. Yeah, they really are, and uh, I'm really lucky to be supported by so many people. And it's just yeah, it feels really great. And uh, this book is particularly. Um, special to me because well just for a lot of reasons but you know detective dandy is something i've been working on for another four years yeah it's been it's been since the pandemic it was just before the pandemic started that i started doing detective dandy and so um so hopefully my output of stories is a little more consistent this time after this book comes out because i'd like another volume (laughs) so anyone who hasn't heard us talk about Detective Dandy before. How would you describe him? <clears throat> so he's he's inspired by two people. Hercule Poirot from Agatha Christie uh, and uh, Carl Kolchak from Kolchak the Night Stalker, which, um, again, is a show... I don't know if we've talked about Kolchak on here. I think we have maybe We probably twice, have. But Kolchak is the show that really inspired the X-Files mm-hmm. a lot. And, uh, you know... And the X-Files in turn inspired me, so I watched Kolchak the Night Stalker, and it's about a reporter who each episode follows a different type of monster. So it's it's an occult detective, so 
he has to solve a mystery while dealing with a monster. Um, he's got a nice mustache and hat, and that's his trademark thing. Um, Dandy, not Coljack. No, yeah, sorry. Dandy has a nice mustache um, and hat. Well, Coljack has a nice hat too. He that's why he. That's why Dandy wears a hat, and then Hercule Poirot is the reason Dandy has a mustache. So, um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun because uh, if you like. Most people, I, a lot of people that I know haven't seen Coltrack the Night Stalker, mm-hmm. but a lot of them know what X-Files is at least. So yeah. if you like X-Files, uh, you will like Detective Dandy because it's kind of like, he's not quite as much of a, so I was going to talk about this too. I started rewatching the X-Files. Fox Mulder is crazy. Yes. But like, like the way the episodes are framed, you know he's right most of the time. Yeah. Because you see these things, but if you didn't see them and he was just saying them to you, you'd be like, "What? What? Yeah. What?" <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, but I love Fox Mulder, so uh, a little bit of Fox Mulder is in Detective Dandy because Detective Dandy is a uh, quite a believer. But I mean, if you go through all the things he's been through, go like sometimes. So like some of the things he's seen werewolves vampires blob monsters uh once you see those things you start to believe and in, in it's hard to discount yeah, anything after pretty, that pretty hard to as he says several times in the stories but um yeah so that's been a lot of fun and uh i started writing another one i don't know how i told you about the new one yet no you have not so it's called night of the living dead Okay. But it's spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. Oh. And Detective Dandy is in a castle. He's he's on vacation in a castle that's been turned into a hotel, essentially. Bed and, be- bed and breakfast. Uh-huh. And there is a haunted suit of armor. Ooh. So it's Night of the Living Dead. Love it. And then I'd like to introduce Sasquatch and Aliens at some point. So... You know, the two big ones that I missed out on the book. <laughs> but and a lot of people say, like, when, when's Sasquatch coming in, you know, to Detective Dandy? Because a lot of people know that I really like Sasquatch. And uh, I've just been waiting for the right opportunity, and I've got some ideas. So, um, yeah, I think sooner rather than later, Sasquatch will make an appearance. Or a Yeti. Maybe both. Maybe they'll fight each other. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, so we're doing the release party at uh, um, Saturday, March 2nd. At the Crooked, Do- Crooked Door Art Studio here in Marysville. Uh, so if you're in the area and you're listening to this, uh, come by. You know, books are $10, and I'll have uh, copies of The Adventures of Don Quixote as well, issue one. Uh, yeah, so it's been a really cool, um, really cool month. And getting those books, I mean, it never gets old when you are holding a physical copy of the books in your hand. Yeah. Um, now you can also buy them on Amazon. Uh, you can buy the the physical version on Amazon, or you can buy a Kindle version. No. Yeah, that's one thing that they uh, let you set up on Amazon. So I have both because I like to see what it looks like on Am- on Kindle. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't look bad, but man, there's just something about holding that physical book when you've actually written all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been pretty fun, and uh, I'm really excited, and I'm hoping that this time next year I'll have another volume of detective dandy if i can keep pumping them out no you've got this man yeah <laughs> that's my goal is at least in the next year and a half to have volume two of detective dandy which i don't know if it'll be called monster of the week and homage to x-files or strange and unusual and oh. homage to beetlejuice okay I which love it. i always i think i've put that in there several times where i'm like uh, he's seen strange and unusual things <laughs> but uh yeah, so that was cool. Uh, and then today I released a new short story uh, called Edith Cri- Edith Lime Solves a Crime, uh, which is the series name. And it's about a amateur sleuth who's a librarian who uh, is going to be solving more traditional mysteries. Uh-huh. In the first one, she has to solve the case of these stolen jewels that get planted on her son. Uh, or maybe he stole on me. You'll have to read it to find out. Yeah. But he gets he gets the blame for it, and uh, she has to clear his name. And so this one is much more um, traditional. It's more of a murder she wrote type mm-hmm. thing. Um, 
because you know uh, I even have her. I, I forgot that I did this because I started writing this a couple months ago. But she rides a bicycle, and I was rereading it, and I was like, oh my god, I just straight up stole. I just stole that because Jessica Fletcher doesn't drive. <laughs> but I, I left it in there because I was like, it's homage. But uh, so my hope is that um, my hope is that I can keep doing uh, both of those because I like the uh, mystery with the monsters, but it's kind of interesting to do like a regular mystery too because you're like exercising different parts of your brain. Yeah. But uh, Edith Lyne is eventually going to cross over with Detective Dave. I was just going to ask if, yeah. you, if you envision... <clears throat> yeah, I, I envision a two-part story at some point. Because Dandy takes place in the mid-80s, and Detective or, and uh, Edith Lime takes place in the early 90s. So Detective Dandy will be a little bit older, but Lime is like 57-ish. Uh-huh. So they'll both be a little older. Um, I like the idea of these older heroes, because you don't really see a lot of older people that are like the main protagonist and stuff. Um, that's why I was kind of inspired by Murder, She Wrote, because Jessica Fletcher is a little older. And uh, I always try to have my detectives um, use their brain rather than, like, violence. So yeah. you know, Now, sometimes Detective Danny has to, has to punch a fool out, but um, for the most part, his conventional stuff doesn't work on monsters. So... Uh, yeah. You use your brain. You gotta use your brain. Yeah. And with Edith Lyme, she's 57 year old librarian, so it's like she ain't gonna be body slamming people. She doesn't know, uh, jujitsu? Oh, you know, I should add that in there. Taekwondo? Yeah, she like, she, she gets bored and learns Brazilian, Brazilian jujitsu. Grab my god. And like starts collecting guns and stuff. She's got a library, and it's locked and loaded. Oh, you know what? She's going to start carrying a harpoon gun. Ooh, there yeah, we go. That'll set her apart from all the other amateur sleuths. <laughs> oh, gosh. I will give a shout-out, though, because Edith Lime is actually... Uh, so there's a librarian that, where I work named Lauren Lemon. Uh-huh. And she said, I was trying to figure out a name for my sleuth, and I was like, I need an, an older lady name. And she said, what about Edith? I said, oh, that's perfect. And then because her last name is Lemon, I named, I named this character Lime in go. honor of her. And and the rest is history. The rest is history. So I need to figure out more mysteries for her to solve. I don't want them to all be murders like Detective Dandy because um, I don't – did I talk to you about this? How um, I don't want to – the one thing I don't want to emulate from Murder, She Wrote is the ridiculous murder rate <laughs> that Cabot Cove has. I watched a video and it said that – Cabot Cove would be the murder capital of the world, per, like per capita, or oh, per whatever, for population. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a city, there's some city in Venezuela that is the murder capital of the world, apparently, or at least at the time the video was released it mm-hmm. was, and they were like, it would be even higher than that. And I was like, <laughs> so so they won't all be murders. Some yeah. of them will be murder, but you know, some of them will just be like blackmail or missing jewels and stuff. Um, because... I, yeah, I don't want it to be like, man, um, the fictional town I created was called Opal Bay, uh-huh. and uh, it's a little picturesque little town, and I don't want it to just be filled with dead bodies, you know? <laughs> Washing up on the shore. Yeah, just like parts of bodies just all over the place. The carnage, the horror, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, but uh, I'm pretty excited about that because it's a more traditional sleuth, so... And I've been studying so many detective stories that I feel like there's room for, you know, all, all these kind of different detectives. So Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, I kind of did some misdirection and some classic red herrings and stuff. I mean, well, I won't spoil it too much, but there's a literal red herring kind of. Well, not really literal, but you'll, you'll see what I mean when you read it. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was really fun. And I'm hoping that uh, within uh, I can release a couple stories this year, or maybe more. You know, it's only February, so uh, I could probably do. Because it only took me like a week and a half to do this story, because it is pretty short. Mm-hmm. But um, that's you know that's what I like short stories. Because sometimes I read short stories and I'm like, this is too long. Like this needs to be short. This is a short story. Yeah, yeah. Why is this sixty pages? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just write a novella at that point. Exactly. I was thinking about writing a 
a Detective Danny novella mm-hmm. and writing uh, two Detective Danny novellas and making it a book called Double D- Detective Danny Double Feature, mm-hmm. like an old B movie sci fi. But I don't know if I'll do that. I might just stick with short stories. There's something to be said about short stories. I just love them because the reason I like short stories for Detective Dandy is because it does feel like the X-Files where it's a monster of the week type thing. Yeah. Um, now, there is one story in Detective Dandy that is a two-parter, and that kind of enhances the mythos of Detective Dandy. Sure. But uh, that was a special occasion so because it was the ninth and tenth story. Yeah. So I did that. But, you know, for the most part, I really like when I watch the X-Files, my favorite episodes of the X-Files are the Monster of the Week episodes. You know, the alien episodes are fine, but, like, after a while, it's like, there's only so much you can do with aliens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, I really like the episodic nature of it. I almost look at Detective Dandy as, like, a TV show in itself. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And with Edith Lyme, I'm hoping to do the same thing where it's, like, episodic. And if you're not into monsters, then you will be more into the... Because Edith Lyme is a little more of a cozy mystery. Yeah. You know, it's not as, like over the top is Detective Dandy. Not that Detective Dandy's like violent or anything, but there is a lot of murder in Detective Dandy. So well, yeah, and then there's the like you said, the 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 monsters, the paranormal. Yeah. So if that's not your thing. Right, you can try this new series where it's where it's just the normal Yeah. Normal type thing. Which I think is interesting because uh, I'm so into monsters and stuff. This is this is a challenge to me to write normal normal mm-hmm. fiction. So I don't know. But I hope people read it. You can find it on, uh, you can find these stories on uh, my website, hotcakescomicsplus.com. Or if you're Facebook friends with me, just go to my page. I link to them all the time. I just linked to uh, Edith Lime Solves a Crime today. And so you'll probably see that if you scroll back far enough. But if you go to hotcakescomicsplus.com, I have a ton of stuff. I've also been wanting to work on Adventures of the Excelsior, mm-hmm. which is, uh, did you read that one? Not the newest the one. New one. Not the newest. Yeah. One. Okay. So that's a spaceship. The Excelsior is a cargo ship, and I. So part of me really, really wants to. I think I've said this before, but part of me really wants to see how many sections of the library I can get into. Yeah. And I really want that sci-fi sticker. <laughs> so I'm thinking if I can write some more Excelsior, then I'll be able to do that. Uh, Excelsior is a crew. As they follow, it follows the crew of the Excelsior. First one was called Time Storm. I wrote that like two years ago, maybe three. And then I took a break, and I was going to write more, and then I just never did. And then I wrote this one called Pirates, where they get shipjacked. So uh, I want to do more of those because uh, I really want to do some sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Detective Dandy is sci-fi in the way that X-Files is sci-fi. Yeah. But I want some like hardcore sci-fi, you know. So... I don't know. I've got a lot of ideas, and uh, the short story format's really nice because you can just write them in a week or two, and uh, if you if you pump hours into it, like I yeah. I don't just sit there and write like a page at a time. I I'll write a bunch of stuff at once, and then edit it, and then you know. So, but yeah, so that's been my creative process lately. It's been very uh, interesting and very fulfilling. I think. Well, and, good. Uh, Artie's back. Yeah. Back to terrorize us. <laughs> Man, that is a chalk. That is a, a, a month chalk full of stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping March stays as productive. Uh, I'd like to finish my Detective Dandy story in March. And uh, Now, are you still working on the story that you and, uh, and Aaron are going to... Yeah, I wrote it, um, so the ball's in his court. Oh, beautiful, awesome. I wrote the first issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see how he's doing. I don't want to rush anybody, so... No, of course not. I didn't realize you got the... the Oh, yeah, sorry, I thought I told you that. Well, I just wrote the first issue. I wanted to see how it goes before I write the next issue. But that was a lot of fun because uh, I hadn't written, like, a comic book comic book in a while. I've only written, like, strips and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was really cool to flex those, you know, stretch those legs and and uh, kind of get a feel for long-range writing. And I've never really done a multi-issue comic that's not short stories like short stacks. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting challenge. 
How many issues do you envision this? this I was thinking thing? four or five. Yeah. Probably yes. five, because I have it slated that he'll work for two villains per issue. Yeah. Um, so I have like ten villains, so I was thinking. So you can have on the cover limited series That's issue right. one of five. Yeah. Or one of four. What you do is you put one of four, and then on the next one you put, you know, two of five. <laughs> that way it makes it more collectible, That's right? That's right. Just like they did in uh, some of the Marvel series. What was it? The Punisher? It was only supposed to be three and then turned to four. But, well, yeehaw. I know. I'm Man, humming right along. I'm and you're still great. doing the Man About Town Yeah, Man day? About Town is about out of gas. Uh-oh. I need to have a really serious sit-down session and really draw because I'm just like, I don't know, I'm 55 days in and I'm like, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking this weekend I'm going to take some time and really just draw. Even if they're not great, I'm just going to draw. Yeah. Um, but I want to try and do Man About Town because uh, I set out to do every day this year and... Um, I want to try it, you know, I want to see if I can do it, because uh, a lot of people like Man About Town, mm-hmm. and I think it's uh, a really fun exercise, because one panels are, they're they're tough, because you have to capture everything in one panel, Yeah, and that's not as easy as it sounds. No, yeah, I've enjoyed them. Well, thank you, I appreciate that. Well, you're the one who named it, too. Yes, yeah, I can't believe it stuck. <laughs> I like it, I don't know, it's just kind of... So that's your that's your comic one of these days, right? When when you've run out of ideas, yeah. you just draw yourself standing on the side of the road in a car with Man About Town across the side of it, and you say, "Oh man, I ran out of gas." <laughs> That'll be the very last one. I love it. <laughs> oh shoot! I love it. Good deal. What yeah. else, man? Uh, let's see. What else? See any new movies? I did not, but. Uh, as of last night, mm-hmm. we finished, me and my dad finished our Stargate SG-1 rewatch. Wow. Wow. Yeah. There's 10 seasons and two movies. And last night we watched the second movie. Uh, this is not counting the Stargate movie with Kurt Russell. This is yeah. two straight. That's not canon. Right. Uh, actually, kind of well, is. Because kind of is, yeah. Kind of is because it, yeah, anyway, that's not important. But yeah, it was kind of sad because, you know, that's that's like bonding time and like SG one was something we shared when I was a teenager. Uh huh. So I was kind of sad to see it over, but we like, we cooked, man. We, I was gonna say. we finished it in like three months, you know? I mean, we were booking and, uh, 10 seasons is not something to, uh, to sneeze at. Well, no, it's not like it's six episodes a season. No, it's not, they... it's not a British season. It's, yeah. it's a full on American season. Man. So, um, yeah, it was like it was a really fun experience, but it's it's kind of bittersweet because now it's over, and I'm sure we'll find something else to watch. But I'm just like, well, you know, Stargate is something we had when I was a kid, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that we rewatched it now that I'm an adult, though, because I can remember it better because my brain is fully formed now. <laughs> Whereas when I was like 15, I was probably thinking about like girls and math and like maybe not in that order, but <laughs> I don't know, but. You know. Yeah. But yeah, so we finished Stargate SG-1. And uh, if you haven't watched Stargate SG-1, it's on Amazon now. And I think it's on Hulu too. But it's such a great series. And like to run for 10 seasons with like pretty much the same cast is like amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen it forever. But that was one that we liked to watch too. Oh, you watched it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. My dad loved it. And then my father-in-law loved it too. So we would often watch reruns of it. It's a dad show. Yeah, it really is. I think so. Yeah. So maybe someday I'll share it with my my non-existent children. There you go. But it'll be interesting because, like, in another fifteen years, maybe we'll do another rewatch and yeah, see how it goes. But yeah, so that was kind of uh, interesting. That that's where most of my TV time went. So. Mm-hmm. Well, there's worse ways to spend your TV time. Yeah. Well, that being said, I, I have also been watching a lot of mystery shows to study how to write a mystery. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching Agatha Christie's Poirot, which is the one with David Suchet, you know, yep. the most famous Poirot in my book and probably everybody's book. Well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people's book. 
and Agatha Christie's book, uh, of which there are many. And I've been watching Father Brown. Do you know the show? Yes. That's also on Amazon, uh, which I never thought I would get into that show, but it's so interesting. It's I love the setting. It's like 1950s and like uh, Mark uh, Williams, I think is his name. He plays Arthur Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. Is is, is Father Brown. So I've been watching that, and um, and uh, I started rewatching the X Files. And uh, boy, let me tell you what uh, I made a mistake with that, and uh, that is watching the X Files by myself <laughs> in an empty house. Yeah. Um, some of those episodes are really creepy, mm-hmm. and they're very paranoia inducing. Paranoia inducing, which is funny because I've already seen the X Files all the way through once. Well, not the new seasons, but I've seen most of the X-Files. Yeah. And so I know what's going to happen. But, like, I think just, like, the older I get, the more paranoid I get. And, like, the more I'm, like, the truth is out there. It is. Somewhere. So, yeah. And so I started rewatching it. I'm only on, like, season... I'm only on, like, episode eight. Because, you know, like I said, most of my time went to Stargate. Yeah. But um, it's such a great show. And it really fuels my Detective Dandy writing. Now you watch the X Files, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just I just finished like episode eight or seven or eight, and it's it's just so well done. I think it went on a little longer than it should have, like especially once Mulder left. Yeah. But you know, what a great show, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy to be rewatching because I've been meaning to rewatch it for like a year or two. Because um, when we watched it the first time, it was on Netflix, and I think it's off Netflix now, but it's on Hulu because Fox owns it. So I am really excited to see where that goes. Well, we we watched. Um, we didn't start a whole lot of new stuff, um, but have you heard of the show Broadchurch? Oh, I love Broadchurch. I we, didn't watch the third season. But. We so we we started the first episode of season one because yeah. it's on Amazon. Um, and wow, even though you know what's going to happen, because it's right there in the description. Yeah. Man, that first episode was gut-wrenching. Yeah. Um, so anyone who doesn't know, it's 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 about a small town in, in Britain, right? Yes. And um, I'm assuming it's Britain. Yeah. And um, yeah, 11-year-old kid is found on the beach, unalived, and uh, David Tennant, who's... Uh, Man, almost everyone's favorite doctor, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. Uh, plays the lead detective. Olivia Coleman's in it. Um, yeah, it was great. Now, the one thing I'll say that we're uh, not upset about, but we thought each season, because there's three seasons to yeah. it, and it's a British show, so there's like eight, eight yeah. episodes per season. We thought each season was a different like mystery. Yeah. And, and then we kind of went ahead. Because only season one is available on Amazon. And then we saw that episode, or season two, deals with the trial. Yes. And it's like, well, crap. Now how are we going to watch this right. if we end up finishing the season? So, well, I don't remember how I watched it then if it's not on Amazon. Is is it on, isn't, what's that one app? BritBox? Oh, maybe that's it, yeah. Is, is that? Because I have BritBox, so that's probably it. But yeah, so we're, we might look into that, getting that so that we can... But, yeah, that episode was amazing. Now, have you heard the story? We watched an interview with Olivia Coleman. She was on the Graham Norton Show, which is another British yeah. talk show, which is just hilarious. Um, but she, they were talking about Broadchurch. And um, when she went to do um, the audition, and, and, and then they, they hired her and said that you got it, and then they told her the, the twist. They told her... Yeah. They told her, and when she got back home, she got this frantic phone call saying, oh my God, we, we thought we were going to tell everyone, but we've decided that no, no one's going to know it, not even not even the person responsible, so that it's, <laughs> a, it's a, a surprise for everyone. So she had to go through the whole oh my God. first season knowing what was going to happen, but she couldn't say anything to anyone. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so, but yeah, that first, that first episode was great. I... Yeah, so I'm looking forward to finishing that. It's it's a great show. David Tennant, what a great actor. Olivia Coleman, great. Uh, what's funny about Olivia Coleman is I was actually introduced to her through Peep Show. Do you know this show? 
I've heard of it. It is a British sitcom, and it is so different than everything she's doing now because she's doing a lot of dramas and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so different than she and I. So I didn't know her as anybody but a comedian. But when I watched Broadchurch, man, yeah, game changer. Yeah, second season's good too. I just never finished the third season. Yeah, looking forward to it. There's another show that, oof, I think it's on Amazon. Now I'm not sure, but it's called Inside Man. And it's a, it's a it's like a mini series. It's only four episodes. Um, now I'm not sure it's on Amazon. Now that I'm saying this out loud, but it stars Stanley Tucci. Oh, okay. And David Tennant's in it as well. <laughs> but um, so Stanley Tucci is a he's an inmate on death row. He he murdered his wife. Um, but he was like this big time. I think lawyer or or something or other. So people come to him um, while he's on death row to try to help them um, solve these, maybe not crimes, but, you know, this person's missing or what, you know, what's going on here. And um, so, yeah, he ends up taking on this one. And uh, I'm not sure what role David Tennant plays in it. Um, But, yeah, so that came highly recommended um, by a friend, so that's that's on the must-watch list too. So yeah, David Tennant, he's amazing. He's all over the place. He is. He's crazy. All kinds of voice acting credits too. It's just insane. Um, let's see what else did I do? I didn't. I didn't read as much this month as I did last month. So I'm kind of mad at myself about that. But I did read two graphic novels. All right, tell me about them. All right. I see them. Yep, I've got them here so I can get everyone. So uh, the first one's called Survival Street. Um, I think I mentioned this at the end of yeah. last month. Um, so the, the, the two individuals that wrote the script are James Asmus and Jim Festante. Uh, and the arts by, and I, I'm going to butcher this name, but Abele Kusinov. Good, good guess. I don't know. I, so, um, so yeah, but it's from Dark Horse Comics, and so it starts off, and you're thinking, oh, it's just going to be. I know we've talked about Weapon Brown before, and in that one book I read, Serial. Where it's just going to be kind of a spoof, and they have a story, and 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 that's it. You know, we'll just take something that you're familiar with. Um, so, the main characters are puppets, but and they're spoofing kind of a Sesame Street type show. But then you start getting backstory. These puppets are actually from um, an island that Charles Darwin. <laughs> found right and then they started coming to america and then it quickly becomes evident that this is a very much a satirical book um (laughs) talking about the absurdity of of uh society these days um yeah corporations you know are 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 granted full citizenhood basically and then they can run for public offices Uh, and so you've you've got like 99 percent of all public offices are held by corporations now in the year 20 30 something and it just becomes this post-apocalyptic wasteland Uh, uh, and so one of the muppets uh puppets excuse me (laughs) puppets um on the show they were on uh his his name was corporate fairness, <laughs> corporal fairness, <laughs> and then afterwards he becomes corporal punishment. <laughs> so, it is, um, yeah, it, it it was wild. Now I I found it thoroughly entertaining, and they even and at the end they kind of have uh, a commentary by the the guys who wrote it, and. Um, you know, they didn't want to just hit everyone in the face <laughs> with the satire. Um, you got to make it kind of over absurd with with the ideas, plus give it kind of an absurd premise, which they did. But yeah, it was wild. Um, 
definitely worth a, a, a read. The second one <laughs> um, is called Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. Uh, this was printed on DC's horror uh, imprint. And this was written by none other than friend of the show, <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know who Bruce Campbell is, um, then you need to go back and listen to more episodes. But he's obviously famous for uh, the Evil Dead stuff. Right. Um, maybe younger people know him from Burn Notice. Right, right. Uh, you know, I'm even older and I know him from, you know, the Adventures of Briscoe County <laughs> Jr. Um, but yeah, so I don't even know how he ended up with this, but the premise is it's it's World War Two, and you've got Sergeant Rock and Easy Company, and but the Nazis are um, running out of resources, especially soldiers. So uh, Hitler has his scientists working on this way to reanimate dead German soldiers and so Rock and the company have to go find this factory and, and take it down and uh, I should mention the arts by uh, Eduardo Risso and the story is just it's goofy fun it, it is Bruce obviously read a lot of older Sergeant Rock stuff because I think he captures the vibe of them pretty well but you can also as as I was reading it you know, I could totally see this dialogue being used in a Bruce Campbell movie, yeah. too. It was just, it was really good. The art, I thought, was fantastic. Um, you know, as I told my, my buddy Chuck at work, I said, you know, it's it's not going to be a work that, you know, just shatters your world and, and makes you go, oh, my God, that was amazing. But, man, it was a fun read. Yeah. And so anyone that's either a Sergeant Rock fan or, you know, an Evil Dead fan... Um, war stuff i mean it, it was a great read uh and the artwork like i said was amazing but um yeah those were the only two things i read i still have uh the history of the world in six classes down there to read yeah. that's going to be the next thing i pick up um but uh and then well i started working on our short story yes. our, our collaboration that we're going to do tentatively you know the 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 temporary title is wit's weird western i think is what we is what we're just giving it so right. that we have something to call it but um i've got the equivalent of because i've added more pages to oh, it really? i don't think i've sent to you but we've got the equivalent of 22 oh wow 22 or 24 pages so that's 12 it. pages written and oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 pages or no, no, that's not right. Eight pages written and eight pages, so 16, 16. total, something like that. Very good. So, um, yeah, that's been fun. It's been a little... Um, I know we talked a little bit about this on last month's podcast, but the idea is that we'll, on one side of the page we'll have have the actual written, a written portion of the story, and then the next page will, will be something that we do art-wise. Yeah create something but it it carries on the story so we're not we're not going to describe what's happening you'll just look at it and go oh that happened next yeah and then the next page of, of written uh story will will pick up um so that was interesting getting that worked out in my head because i found myself at the beginning describing and then and then going on, and then it's like, no, this doesn't flow right. I've got to, I've got to write the story. Then what do I want to have happen next? That's the picture, and then pick up from there. So yeah. I think once once I got that worked out, um, it's flowed pretty well. So we've been not writing as much as you have been. <laughs> well, um, I also have mania, so. Well, <laughs> that's. But yeah, so. Um, not sure how long that's going to end up being yet. I know we never really talked yeah. about how long. I think um, this kind of has to be organic. Like, I yeah, don't think we it's, can... it's going to be one of those things that's like, okay, this... Because if, if we pigeonhole it, it yeah, we, we might mess up. But yeah, so it's it's been fun. Um, I've been sharing it with Maddie. Oh, yeah. And um, so she she's enjoyed it. 
um, so far. So I think that's that's been fun getting back into the groove. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so um, hopefully here in the next next month or so, I'm trying to try to create a deadline for myself to get the written story. Sure. Um, that way, then you can go through and and make any additions or subtractions so that the story is solid and then then we can start talking about how to do the art um although when we did our that uh artists which we haven't talked about right we went to michael nino's that's right um cartoonist meetup. cartoonist meetup um we met an individual um oh gosh keith 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 newsom right i think so i'm friends with him let me check um but we, he gave us some great ideas on, I think, on how we can yeah. do some of the art with uh, the iPad, which uh, I don't know if you knew that that was doable with what he was talking about. So that's, it's interesting to, to see. But yeah, the, the, the cartoonist meetup, we might as well just go ahead and yeah. slide right into that. We've talked about Michael Nino a bunch on here. He's such a great dude. Yeah. Um, and he's been having these for... A couple years now, over a year. Uh, I don't know if it's been year. quite a year, but it's been a while, yeah. And and we've just never been able to make it to them. Um, and we finally did in February, and that was a blast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, it. Uh, I have to admit, I, you know, I I felt a little out of place because <laughs> I just don't see myself as a uh, as a person that had as much to contribute as some of the others did. But it was great meeting Keith and and um, I forget. Uh, the guy that was sitting next to me, what was his Ma- name? Michael. Michael, yes. It was another Mike, that's right. And then the woman that was across from Renee, me. Renee, yeah. And uh, it was great seeing all their work, um, Keith's artwork. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. Well, the good thing about having you there is you're a very, you're a people person. And, like, even though I know Michael, Nino, and, like, I could make friends with cartoonists and stuff, I'm just not as social. So it was, it was really nice to have you around because you were, like, you you were like this most social one there because the cartoonists are kind of awkward, introverted. Yeah, introverted. Quiet. I'd say. Um, so for me, I was like, oh man, like people. Oh no, what do I do? <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, and it we was. made some new friends, and that was great. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely would love to go back to one, especially once we get this this project yeah. uh, a little bit closer to being done. Because I'd love to pick uh, Keith's brain some more yeah. and michael's for some ideas to set up stuff because i the way we want to do this is is a little bit different than what either of us have ever done right. before and yeah so it's it's a fun little project yeah i think that's really exciting because like that's part of the reason i wanted to do it was because it was so different from yeah. what we're used to yeah so it'll be neat to see how we come up with it but yeah that that cartoonist thing was great yeah but yeah, what else did we do? Uh, well, I was going to talk about my new obsession. Oh, yes. My monthly obsession. Yes, hit it. I'm in my jigsaw puzzle era. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, months ago, like around Christmas time, I bought a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle from Barnes & Noble. It was the World of Hercule Poirot, which everybody knows probably is like my favorite detective. I finally put it together. After about two months of it sitting on the shelf. And how long did it take? <sighs> Boy. Um, it took me about five or six days, but I probably poured about 15 hours into it. Oof. Yeah. Because I, I would do like multiple hours, not at a time, but I would do like, I would do like an hour and then I would take a break and I'd come back later and I would do an hour. So probably, I averaged probably two hours a day. Wow. But I was also like watching X Files and stuff, so I was like kind of multitasking. Yeah. But it took me a long time, and um, it is a great puzzle because it is full of little clues that are homages to his mysteries that he solved. So there's a little um, poster on the back of the, uh, not a poster. Well, it is a poster, but it's like on the back of the poster, there's a, a guide to all the art artifacts on the on the puzzle mm-hmm. um, which was really cool but made it really hard to put together because <laughs> there were little guns and poisons and syringes oh, and stuff and it was but then it was like oh this is a this is a reference to this case and so that was really cool 
because I knew some of them because I've read some of the stuff, but I haven't read all of it. So, but so I did that, and uh, I put together a thousand pieces, and I just thought to myself, "There's no way I'm taking this apart. Like, there's no way." So I mod podged it together, and it's now stuck for all eternity, glued together. I'm going to uh, after this recording, uh, after we hang out, I'm going to go buy a frame, and I'm going to frame that bad boy. And nice. we're going to put it somewhere. So today uh, I started a Ninja Turtles puzzle. Uh, this one is only 500 pieces, so I shouldn't take quite as long. But um, I don't know. I need to get rid of the other puzzle because it's still on the table. And I don't have a lot of room. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So, But then, um, so I got the Ninja Turtles puzzle for Christmas. So, um but then we went to Barnes and Noble the other day, and um, I picked up the World of Agatha Christie, which is another thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle. That's kind of like the Hercule Poirot one, but it's centered around Agatha Christie, so it has a bunch of clues, a bunch of homages to the stuff that she wrote, which was a lot of Hercule Poirot, to be fair. But uh, yeah, this one I think is going to be difficult because uh, the Hercule Poirot one was full of characters. Mm -hmm. um, so I could kind of put together the characters. This one only has Agatha Christie in it and a bunch of little things all around. So I think this one's going to be harder and take me longer. But yeah, I'm definitely, that's like my newest obsession is puzzles. And I never thought I would say that, but. Well, especially since, you know, you're not 67 years old. <laughs> well, not, not legally, but <laughs> spiritually, I feel that way sometimes. Puzzles are fun. Puzzles are fun. They're very frustrating, but when you yes. put that last piece in, it's like... It's very satisfying. I still have to finish the one uh, that Maddie got me for Christmas. Uh, that one was a tough one. Yeah. I have to say that when I, I had one piece left uh, from the Hercule Poirot puzzle, um, I thought it was missing. Oh. So I was freaking out, and I was like, I'm about to flip this table. And then I realized it was on the puzzle. I just couldn't see it because it was on the puzzle. Oh. <laughs> and so I felt around with my hand, and I was like, oh, nice. God, there it is. Oh, my gosh. But I, I about flipped the table, so. Nice. Ric Flair style. Yeah, I, I, about, well, yeah, I about put myself through that table. Nice. But, yeah, so that's that's my newest obsession. I'm sure next month it'll be something new. That's, that's what's good about these month in review things is I have uh, – obsessive personality and i can just talk about one thing and then move to the next yeah well you know next month i'm sure we'll talk about the record shop hop that yeah. we're going to be going on because a friend of ours uh speaking of obsessive uh um personalities has gotten into collecting records and uh, which yeah. i absolutely love so because i i love going record shopping yeah. and looking for records so uh, they have done a lot of research and found some record shops in the greater Columbus area. So uh, the three of us will be doing a record shop hop. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait. Yeah. That is, uh, that'll be a blast. I'm hoping to find something really weird or yes. something like. Very, very. Unusual. and Unique. Yeah, unique. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, I, as I showed you. Um, and I'll post some pictures once I get them hung, but I finally got the two new pieces for the Nerd Law frame. Yeah. Um, there's a print of Darth Vader riding bikes with a stormtrooper that a co-worker got me for Christmas, <laughs> which is awesome. And then uh, my niece got me a just amazing Godzilla poster. And it's huge. It is It is a true poster. It is 24 by 36. It's king of the posters. It is just gorgeous and it's got godzilla in the foreground and then you got king Ghidorah, and you got mothra on it uh it is beautiful we finally found a poster for it uh, i'm gonna get it hung up up here yeah i can't wait and speaking of godzilla oh yeah. i gotta talk about this i'll post the video when we, when yeah. we advertise this episode um i got a godzilla toy yeah. this month um inspired by of all things a tiktok video <laughs> this this it's one of those silly videos where the girl's like you want to know what your man's doing right now yeah and then this guy stitched it and it and it's him playing with this godzilla um remote controlled godzilla thing and he's like 
got the growl and he's shooting steam yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, that is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. And so I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to afford that. Because I'm thinking it's one of these, you know, super high-end toys like the transforming uh, Transformers yeah. that they have. So I'm like, man, I'm not laying down that kind of money. And then come to find out, no, you could buy it at one of your local department stores. And so I did. Wild. <laughs> it is it's every bit of entertaining as that video was. Absolutely love it. I'll have to post that video when we when we talk about this episode because it's great. One of the greatest things. <laughs> Best 45 bucks I've ever spent. Yeah, that thing is wild. Yeah, it is great. It, it, yeah, love it. But yeah. The cats don't like it, though. Oh, really? Because it, it is remote control. It's got wheels on its feet, so I can put them down on the floor, <laughs> and he walks, and he makes the stomping noise. Oh, that's amazing. And, and the cats aren't quite sure what to make of them. Um, they don't run away from them, but they're, they're not, they don't snuggle up to them either. <laughs> they really don't like it when he starts doing his heat ray yeah. breath. So, well, yeah, good times. Yeah. The things, the things you can do with adult money. Oh, I know. <laughs> Puzzles, 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 and remote control dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I got my eye on this World of Sherlock Holmes puzzle too, mm. and I'm just like, this is who I am now. I guess you're the puzzle man. I'm the puzzler. The puzzler. That's there you right. go. That'll be my secret identity. Jigsaw Jordan. Ooh, I like that. There you go. I dang it! I can't believe I didn't think of that. Man. That's what you got me around here for. That's right. I'm the idea You're guy. the idea guy. <laughs> now you got to draw yourself as a jigsaw puzzle. Ooh, oh man. Can you I, do it? I did a comic once where I drew it as a puzzle, but I can't remember which one it was, and it was very tedious. Oh, I bet. I was like, this is the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looked all right, though. Man, think about a, a supervillain. That's that's a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> All his oh. crimes, clues to his crimes, you have to put the puzzle you together. You have to piece it together. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Anywho. <laughs> but yeah, for the shortest month of the year, we sure crammed a lot in there. Yeah, well, you know, it's a leap year, so. Yeah, we do get the extra day. We get day. the extra day. Yes, you guys will be, you know, treated because there's going to be two episodes when this comes out. You'll have our regular one. And then there'll be this one, right the day after. <laughs> Hooray for leap year. Hooray for leap year. Um, we should put out there, do we want to tease some upcoming episodes we'll be recording? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we're going to be getting with um, a couple of friends of mine. Well, you know Ethan, yeah. too, because he's in our D&D group. And um, we're going to record an anime episode. Um, and we need guest hosts for that because... Yeah. Um, we know very little about anime. I know it exists, <laughs> and I've watched some. But uh, And then we'll be uh, getting with uh, an old friend of mine, Travis, who a few months back when we were at a, um, a work thing together, um, came up with an idea for an episode, and, and we started talking about it that whole day. And by the end, it's like, we got to make that an episode. So I pitched it to Jordan. And yeah, so, and that's going to be um, good bad guys. Meaning, you know, they, the and, and it's not just the bad guys good. The person who played them just really made the movie. Um, and so we're going to kind of explore that, um, which was interesting. Oh, shoot. And you know what? We haven't gone over the... <laughs> the survey question. That's right. What was oh. it? I forget what it was. It was what book have you yeah. always wanted to read that you haven't yet, and, or what is a book in your to be read pile that you're the most excited about? Um, I do know that one person um, responded, "The Watchman." Yeah, that was Chet, and then my niece. Uh, said that she got back into reading SM's Sterling series, beginning with Dies the Fire. Um, and then, other than that, every book is a to-be-read. Yeah. 
um, and my buddy Chuck from work, the many piles of books I have around the house, as, as well as the next Amazon order on its way. And then our friend Rachel, the piles on my nightstand. Um, and then my buddy Ryan says that he's always wanted to read The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, War and Peace, and yeah. he wants to finish the Dune series after Messiah. Um, so yeah, so... I have only ever read the first Dune book, so... And, and well, you're more than ahead of me. <laughs> more than most people, probably. Yeah. Um, I've never read War and Peace. I tried. Um, I'll get back to it. Probably won't attempt. <laughs> There's uh, a graphic novel. Is there? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe that'll do it. That might do. Um, I know we've talked about this before. The one that's on my list is, is A Christmas Carol, yeah. which I recently purchased, so... Um, that will be getting read. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything in my that I've always wanted to read. You know, I've never read everything by Edgar Allan Poe. I've read a bunch. Yeah. I have a collection of his. Um, I'd love to to get that. Um, as far as graphic novels, I've always wanted to read From Hell, and I recently oh, yeah. picked that up yeah, at, right. at Half Price Books. And it's one of the original first print yeah. graphic novels. So I'm going to read wild. that. Um, as far as my to-be-read pile, I don't know what I'm most... I'm just excited to get back into reading more. Yeah. Um, there's a lot on there that it's like, man, I, I there's a couple of Stephen King books that I picked up. Um, but yeah, I recently... Bought a bunch at Barnes and Noble because I had a gift card and half price books is dangerous. Yeah. As well as the book locked. So, um, yeah, I'd have to go with anything that's in there. It's what strikes the mood, I guess. Yeah. What about you? I know you said you're going to try War and Peace again. I got to do War and Peace at some point. That's my goal. Um, but let's see. What else has been on my. I mean, I have a ton of to be read books, a bunch of stuff by Philip K. Dick. And a bunch of stuff like everything by Kurt Vonnegut mm-hmm. and all the things that Ray Bradbury wrote. So basically just everything that all my heroes wrote. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to read. Um, I recently, well, you were with me. I picked up the Martian Chronicles yeah. at Half Price Books. So looking forward to trying to, to squeeze that in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the to be red pile. It's ever growing. It is. <laughs> It is ever growing as I stare at two short boxes of comics that are to be read, and oh, so yeah. But um, but no. So thank you to everyone who did that. Um, I don't know what the next survey question is going to be, but here, let me let me see what you think of this. This this was suggested by uh, a coworker who listens to the uh, the podcast, Amber. Um. She had heard this somewhere and thought it was great, a great question for the podcast. If you could own one piece of movie memorabilia, Ooh. so any prop from any movie, yeah, what would it be? That I, is a great question. I think that is a great question. So maybe we do do that for yeah. March, especially since the Oscars are coming up. Yeah, I like that. So, so hey, if you're listening to this at the end of February, start getting your thinking caps on, because I think that might be the one we do. And... I'm not sure what my answer is. For I don't that know. Because... I think a lot of people are going to say lightsaber. Yes, but that's not going to be my answer. No, no. Um, and she said that a lot of people talked about Indiana Jones's whip and fedora, which okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That I'm going to have to really yeah. think about that. Because the lightsaber, look, anything from Star Wars, yeah, okay, that'd be cool. But I mean, once you find out what they are, it's like. I don't know. Yeah. I want a real lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I want something more unique. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll have, maybe we do that. I like that one. Yeah. I like that. So, but yeah, so a lot to look forward to. I don't know when we'll drop those new episodes we were talking about, whether they'll fall in line with how we are. I'm not sure <laughs> how many episodes we got left in the bank. Not so, as much as so, we had. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll. Be getting those, and we gotta start cranking out some yep. some new ones. So yep. here we go, awesome. Okay, well, hey, Twitter, right? X, X. 
Oh no, we're locked we're out locked of that. Out of X. Never mind. Well, I'll get back in it. We're eventually. locked out of that. Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, so. I'll get back on the Twitter eventually. It's just like, <sighs> it's just so hard for me to remember. Yeah, you know, because Twitter is such. I a never thing. get onto it anyways. Yeah. I don't even have a, a Twitter account, so Facebook and Instagram are my yeah. things. But I'm old, so yeah. Well, I don't mean I do. You're old. I do watch the TikToks though. Yeah, I was thinking so. maybe we should do some TikToks. We should do some TikToks. I was actually thinking about posting my Godzilla video on yeah. TikTok. Is that weird? No, you should do it. Okay, that'll be fun. But yeah, so anywho, so yeah. Uh, Reach out to us on Facebook, on Instagram, and be looking for that survey question. If you could own any movie prop, what would it be and why? Yeah. Why would you want it? Right. And uh, if you can think of any other books, if you've got, if you can think of any questions between now and March 3rd that you want us to ask our special guests, yeah, uh, shoot those to us because. Um, yeah, ours are going to be very basic. Yeah, Although, we're going to need the to movie have... one, the good bad guys, yeah. that's going to be a great one. Um, and if you've got any suggestions for that, go ahead and add those. Yeah. But if you've got anything for anime, shoot us uh, a message on Instagram or, or Facebook because we'd love to incorporate that into the episode. Yeah. So, all right. Very good. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening as always. Stay nerdy. <laughs>